the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck is up? <laughs> oh my god. You're wild. Oh my god, did I get poop on my pants already? I don't know, but we, whatever you're taking a sip, I could hear you go. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yo, I just I just got these sweatpants in the mail. Uh-huh. Literally half hour ago. I already stained them. <laughs> oh, I'm so mad. I got poop on my pants. Do you need to change them? No, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I was... Oh my god, I wish I wish this was FaceTime. I was just about to take a sip and my my lips were like touching the wine. And the second you said that I started laughing and I just shot wine on my face. Yeah. Excuse the fuck out of me. Also, why why were you in Honors Global? Who? You. We were? Yo, that was Honors Global. That was? Yeah, what was your stupid ass doing in there? What you, what you mean? What's it called? You fucking moron. What's it called? It's the Uville, not Dudeville. I don't know. <laughs> it's the Uville. Yeah, there's no second D. <laughs> Dudeville. Yeah, go to Dudeville. I'm gonna burp uh, out this whole thing. Yeah, that's fine. Just, just be <laughs> you. Welcome back to another episode of All Things Red. On today's show, I have. Where the fuck did four, three, two, one go? <laughs> I knew you were going to say something funny. So I you <laughs> oh my fucking gosh! I'm not. There we go. I, I'm not doing this. But <laughs> all right. So, but just to introduce yourself. Who are you? Am I doing like my full name? Yeah, but you got to chill with that slurping because you <laughs> just heard a big ass gulp when you did that. My bad. My bad. Okay, so who who the fuck are you? <laughs> I'm Rachel Pandolfi. Oh, okay. What's up, Kato mate? <laughs> Did you just say Kato mate? I'm hanging up. Yeah, I'm yeah I know. I'm gonna cut that out. But um, Kato mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving it now. But all right, no more fucking around. So okay, sorry, uh, sorry. You and I, you and I met. Uh, let's see, middle school, right? Yeah, when you shit yourself. All right, well, relax. I didn't, I didn't shit myself. What happened was I fucking ripped ass and I was. You tried to hide it. I tried to hide it, even though it in seventh like fucking, grade, <laughs> it sounded like a fucking car alarm. <laughs> oh, and then you fuck. became Jay Kwan from there. Uh, when when was that? That was when uh, we were at that. We were at your house. Or was it Nick Girdlestone's house? I don't remember whose house it was. I just remember we were doing that. No, do you remember no, the no. Do you remember the dragon with the? That was the Jay Quan thing because it came on and my little white corny ass was like, "Oh, this is Jay Quan, my ghetto friend." <laughs> and then yeah, but isn't Jay Quan also saying, "I have tried so hard," and no, that was you trying uh, to hide your fart? No, uh, I tried so hard was uh, Bone Thugs and Harmony. Are you serious? Are you sure? Yeah, I swear, Bone Thugs and Harmony with Akon. Pulling up the receipts. Oh, you might be on that. Pulling up the receipts on that one. Yeah, because Jaquan was uh, <clears throat> but then you know we became we became better friends and stayed in constant communication, obviously throughout the years. But um, did we have any classes together in high school? Oh, you're right. I'm wrong. 
Uh, yeah, somehow your stupid ass got into Honors Global. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, it's funny. You I say think that, that was our only class we had together. I think. Yeah. Did you? Did we have our seats for government? No. Mm-hmm. No, no. 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 Because no, because that class was Sean Dolman, uh, all those guys. Oh God, but... bless that teacher. <laughs> oh yeah, McCoy had us too, mm. and then Justin, Justin, and then and I have McCoy. Early... I have McCoy for criminal law, like right after you guys or something. Yeah, we had him for criminal law. I think before before you it was, and every time we had to study for an exam, Justin and Sean would be throwing lips in and <laughs> going to the bathroom, and they'd be like, "McCoy, uh, <laughs> we need that's, the study guide. We're going lovely. for." He's like, "We're that's going great. for chewing <laughs> chew poo." <laughs> <laughs> the old chew and poo. That's that's lovely. Yeah, but Lancaster High School no, for you. Uh-huh. I have no idea how I got into that honors global class. To be honest with you, I, I don't know either. I was thinking about it earlier because I was creeping on myself and saw the picture of me you and Mr. Walsh, who was our teacher, and thought, "This is honors global. What was John doing in this class?" <laughs> <laughs> I was in. I was actually in a lot of honors classes in high school. and it's Okay, bitch, no, time... you weren't, because I was. <laughs> what a saw you there. Yes, yes, I was. And fucking uh, Joe Losher was always making fun of me. Because <laughs> he took AP, and he was just like, he, he, I mean, obviously being Joe, but. Um, so then, obviously, so after high school, whatever that fucking shit show was. Um, my first ever summer job, you got me hired at the fucking mall. <laughs> you got me hired at the mall working at Salsaritos. Salsaritos in the food court. That was a Mom, shit show because <laughs> fucking Dave, yo, he was so, he was so into the, um, the serving people and everything. And I know, was, I hated like, it. Was, I would hide in the back training. and clean dishes. <laughs> I didn't have to do anything. I eat chicken I out of the believe- fridge. <laughs> Oh, we all yeah. Because every time we had lunch breaks, they would let us just get high. We were just <laughs> uh, smoking with our bosses and then fucking eating the prep food <laughs> in the back like fucking idiots. Hell, but, just uh, like if you could go to Salsaritas instead of ordering a burrito, order like a cup of cold chicken, prepped chicken from the back. Ten out of ten. Highly recommend. <laughs> Cold ass steak too. Yo, the steak was so good. Cold. The steak was fire as fuck. And Disgusting. Then the second they made it warm, but cold, it was good. Do you remember when? Um, not to put you on blast, but mm-hmm. you remember that the one night we went out with uh, Dave and George, <laughs> <laughs> and they wanted to smoke, but and so they like they had me roll it, and I was like, no, nah, I'm not. Like I don't like I don't want to smoke. Like I gotta go home. And I was driving you home. And you were. <laughs> You weren't even in, in uh, like, uh, you were on a completely different planet, and you texted me, and you're just like, I forget how. No, it no, it was in person. <laughs> yeah, but you, we're oh, like that's five right. minutes from my house, and I had my mom's car charger for my razor. <laughs> <laughs> that thin ass phone. No, it wasn't a razor. What was it? The NV2. I was like the last person to get an iPhone. <laughs> Possibly on the planet. <laughs> so I had the MV2. And so I had my mom's old ass uh, car charger that had a coil. And it was very rubbery and I thought it was going to smell. <laughs> You're like, yo, I can't take this in my house. <laughs> Cheryl's going to smell it. No, I was smoking. <laughs> <laughs> the charger smells. 
Oh, I don't even think fun. we say hello. I think you just text me the charger. <laughs> That's how we start a or conversation. Some, yeah, or some stupid ass meme or something like that. But um, so or white chicks. Played, oh. uh, that first, yeah, white chicks. That uh, well, when I posted that thing of Megan, I was in tears when you commented, <laughs> and you're just like, if you can't fight, she can't go. You can't fight, <laughs> she can't go. Who the fuck, Reggie? You think? What movie you think Motherfucker, you look 30. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, which one do you think is funnier movie quotes? Uh, White Chicks or Bad Boys 2? Oh. Okay. That's a toss-up, though. It's a toss-up, but I am going to go with White Chicks because start to finish, I can remember quotes. Whereas, like, Bad Boys, I remember scenes more than I do, like, the whole movie start to finish. <laughs> Uh, we're uh, we're there in the courtyard, and they're like, "Oh, you want to talk about mama?" <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! All right, well, <laughs> moving on from that. <laughs> fucking, I can taste um... the leather. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you are uh, the talking tummy. <laughs> oh my god! I'm not doing. Maybe you need this. a therapist. <laughs> so um. Holy fuck! What are you gonna I say? I can't even think over here. Um, you played soccer in college, right? Yep, yep. Played soccer my whole and, life. And you played where again? <laughs> At Duville College. There you go. Not dude. Not, not dudeville, or Duyudeville. Do I don't know what you were saying. <laughs> All right, we'll say. <laughs> We'll say the D. You played at the D. So well, uh, honestly, they get... wrote an article about like early on in my freshman year season. They were talking about our defense, and I shit you not, the article title was "You Can't Spell Duval Without the Big D," and it was like a running joke my entire time. <laughs> like, what the fuck <laughs> is wrong with ass. you people? <laughs> yeah, do you uh, speak before we get into your soccer? Do you remember your freshman year? Joe and I came to check out your dorm and shit like that, and you told us there was some fucking ice cream social. <laughs> and, okay, first of all, it, don't put, d- don't disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> all right. It was a late night party, but it was a clean party thrown by the I don't even know student association on campus. I don't know, but I had to leave where, wherever it was. I had to walk out when Joe started fucking with the people, and he was just like... The fucking gremlins oh, like, that thought they were teaching him how to play water pond. Did you know that, which he probably wouldn't like it if I put it, if I said this. But we're going to say it um, anyways. Yeah, 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 because if Joe's listening, he can fuck off, and he'll laugh at that, but he... Um, Doesn't work for the FBI now anyways? Yeah. He's yeah, already he's listening. He's already listening. <laughs> That's why every anytime he calls me or FaceTimes me, I text him before. I'm like, is this being recorded? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's uh, he's gonna be he's moving to New York. He's gonna be doing the FBI, which is kind of crazy because when I was golfing with Zach, New York Zach City, up, he, or yes, like New the York state. City. Okay. No, New York City. Okay, he's that's at, much uh, more Quantico exciting. Right. Yeah, so he's at Quantico right now. He's gonna be going to New York City, and I was golfing with Zach last week, and he was saying that. Uh, he was like, it's funny because of all people I know that would go in and become a fed, Joe was the last person, but good for him, though. How do they fit those that ass in those pants? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get it tailor-made for him. Oh, Just kidding. Hilarious. I love you, she Joe. Was... I love you and your big booty. <laughs> <laughs> so, when he faced, he FaceTimed me the one day, and he had his, like, uh, like 
not a real gun, but it was the, the training gun they had. And he's like, look, it's like Call of Duty. And he had his like bulletproof vest and shit. And I was like, I, I had to hang up because I couldn't take him serious. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> wait. He's like a field officer? Yeah. Or agent or whatever it's called? Yeah. Yeah, he's an agent. Oh my God, I'm so concerned. <laughs> no, he can, he can hold his own. I thought they were going to pop him behind a desk or something. No, dude, that guy's like fucking Jason Bourne too. <laughs> no, he's a teddy bear. <laughs> yeah, but he's a closet teddy bear. Like he'll he'll hold his own, you know, Joe. Uh, but <laughs> holy, I can't even do this. But um, <laughs> are sorry. you high? No, no, that wouldn't be fun though. I told you, I gave away my last. <laughs> I gave away my last edible because it was too strong for me. <laughs> what Ellie J said was just something light. Yeah, oh, something light. Something light. It's only like 20-something. I don't know. She's like, yeah, it's just something light. You'll, I, you'll have a great time. I didn't even yeah, know who I, I was. I was drooling. <laughs> was Danny looking at you weird? Like, the fuck is wrong with you? Uh, well, he was, you know, turned to the side talking to his friends for about five minutes. And I drank my whole water and then his whole water. And he went to go take a sip. And it was completely gone. He's like, what the fuck? That's like well, that's like I told you. I texted you the other day saying that I uh, I don't know where I got them from, but I had a edible. I think it was like maybe sixty or so. Thinking like, oh, I could handle this. I took it, and I had to call Esther just to be like, <laughs> like just talk to me. I don't. I'm not. I'm not trying to die. No, it's my favorite. I was violently high. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's literally how I was. That's scary. But it's yeah it's fucked you actually think you're dying but um all right enough of this shit so back to you so you played you played soccer at Duville. i did i did yep did you get recruited by any other schools like d1 or d2 okay first of all there's no recruiting in d3 <laughs> there's not i don't know how it fucking works no um so i played premier soccer like when i was a when I was a junior, which is like, you know, more for recruiting and shit. But I didn't really like play trying to get recruited. I was just playing soccer to, you know, play soccer because I always knew I wanted yeah. to go to PT school. So I, it didn't even cross my mind that you could play soccer in college. I was like, eh, eh, no, I'm good. Um, and then. That shocks me. Huh? That shocks Why? me. Because like, because like you're, you're super into soccer. Like I know you go to like the women's national games and shit like that. But so to think that. You didn't realize that there was the potential of playing in in college is kind of like weird to me. I just feel like I didn't even, yeah, like I never, like want, think about yeah, it? I never once even thought about it. In fact, when I was, when I like, when my junior year Premier League had finished up, my coach, who he's the uh, the head coach at UB right now, um, he okay. was like, well, like, what are your plans for college? Like, are you playing? And I was like, no. And he looked at me sideways, like. Why the fuck did you just play premier soccer <laughs> if you weren't looking, trying to get looked at by college scouts? But yeah, it was just, I don't know, it just never crossed my mind. I was like, oh yeah, I'm just going to go to PT school. I was going to say, because who would you play for, Blackwatch? Yeah. There had to have been girls that went and played D1 out of that, because weren't you guys stacked? Oh yeah, there was a bunch of girls. Like a bunch of girls went to, because by the time we got to college, or it was like shortly after, was when... My coach became – he went from assistant coach at UB to head coach, or maybe he just got the assistant job. I can't remember. So a lot of girls on my team mm-hmm. went and played for him at UB. But I just, like, I don't know. Oh, I didn't okay. give a shit enough, I guess. 
<laughs> like yeah, never yeah. once thought no, about I it. That. I was just like, oh yeah, no, not planning on doing All that. Right, well, <laughs> where would you go? What do you mean? Like where if like obviously if you did go away to school, like what where would you go? Not not a school that like you you realistically could play. And I'm saying if you can go to any school in the country, where would you go? Well, I mean, like the two sickest teams. I mean, hmm, that's a good one. Stanford had a really good team. Like realistically, like I'm saying, I would never, never, ever play D1, but Stanford would be sick, or like North Carolina. Those are two very good programs. They've I, like historically been good I, programs. Yeah, I thought I originally thought that's what you were gonna say it was like uh, UNC yeah. or like Vanderbilt or some school like that. Oh, Andy um, would be sick just because of Nashville. I don't know that's that they have a good program though. I don't know anything about their soccer. Oh well, I mean it's still like SEC soccer, so I mean at least it's still like, competitive right, right, right. some way somehow. But um, yeah, so you said you always wanted to know, you you I can't even speak. <laughs> you always wanted to go to <laughs> t- t- today. T- t- today, Junior. You, you said you uh, always wanted to go to PT, PT school. How'd you like? Where where did that even come from? All right, so no bullshit. I was like fourteen, and I out of nowhere uh-huh. was like. Uh, I think I want to go to PT school. Like that was just, I just came up with it. And then my brother's head hockey coach was Phil Tonsline, uh, owns a PT clinic in, in like, well, Dippy Lancaster, but uh-huh. so I like knew him. He coached my brother for a good chunk of time and he was, he's a PT. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I want to do what Phil does just out of the blue, just decided <laughs> And then I just stuck with it the whole time. And you never once thought, like, maybe this isn't for me or I don't want to do this? Nope, not once. <laughs> I mean, looking back at my debt, I'm like, did I want to do this? Uh, but <laughs> once I picked it, I was like, nope, this is what I'm going to school for. That's it. Well, speaking of which, do you think – I mean, I wasn't even going to bring this up to you, but now that you say that, we'll get off topic for okay. a little bit. But um, – do you think, because I know me and you have had conversations outside of, obviously, the podcast about more, like, serious real world topics, um, but do you think that schools should be doing a better job? I mean, obviously, if they did, we still would probably wouldn't fucking pay attention. That's so true. But at least, like, do you think that, but, yeah, so, like, my buddy Elijah, he's a teacher, and I say this to, all, to him all the time, and he that's his, always his response is, like, yeah, like, they could have changed the curriculum a little bit. Like, I think they still should. But, like, realistically, like, what fucking... What difference does it make? 13, uh, yeah, like, what 13 to 18-year-olds worried about taxes, mortgages, and all that shit. But um, do you do you find that they should maybe at least um, teach more life math classes? And the only reason I ask that is because you just brought up debt. And, like, a lot of people don't know that if you just contributed... Um, and I'm no fucking expert. I'm just saying this based on, like, people that I get financial advice from but like they say that uh if you can contribute say anywhere from like 200 to 500 dollars monthly to a, you know a, a compounded interest mutual fund or a compounded interest of some sort that's for retirement that your money will compound significantly and if you let it sit for 20 to 30 years give or take you could have anywhere from like uh 800k to like 2 million or some shit like that and the only reason I say that is because a lot of people are paying 200 to $500 a month just in student loans. So do you think that there needs to be more of a conversation at the younger um, education levels of 
being like, hey, if you don't know what you want to do, if you know, you're not sure if college is for you, college does cost a lot. So rather than racking up this debt, maybe take a year off. Like, what is your thought on that? Okay, A, I don't even understand half the words you said in that. <laughs> so that's how um, uh, economically stupid I am. <laughs> but B, like, I don't know. It's tough because... So like I said, I, I don't know anything about anything. It's really bad. It's crazy that I'm a 27-year-old adult in the world. Um, but like, like, for example, when I say, oh, I picked PT school, I literally didn't even mm-hmm. know that it was a doctoral program until I started applying to college, like the fall of my senior year. <laughs> I thought it was like, oh, it's a four-year program. Like it's healthcare. Like you get out and you like work with athletes. Cool. And so then my, my parents, I feel like are very financially savvy people. My mom sat me down. Uh-huh. She like, like focused all the schools that I was interested in and did all the numbers over like six years and was like, this is what you're looking at price wise. And this is like, you'll have to borrow because like me and my parents worked out a deal where my brothers didn't go to grad school. They just went to undergrad. My parents paid for it. So my parents made the deal with me of like, we'll pay for your undergrad, like everything, like fair across the siblings grad school's on you you have to like take out loans and I was like oh yeah loans mm-hmm. like whatever no big deal like didn't think anything of it and my mom sat me down and did the math and I'm still just like like seeing the numbers in front of me and I still was like oh yeah that's fine so kind of like how Elijah <laughs> was like even if we change the curriculum are they gonna listen like I had the numbers in front of my face and even Phil the PT I talk about who's like my inspiration for becoming a PT he was like are you sure you want to do that? Cause like you could go to like nursing school, become a nurse practitioner. Like you're in a lot less debt. You're going to make a lot more money, less schooling. And I'm like, Nope, Nope. Like it's just in one ear out the other when you're that age. So I really don't think it would make a difference. I would have liked to have the opportunity to learn more things, but also for example, Lancaster, we had to take economics senior year. I don't remember a goddamn thing I learned in that class. And that was what we learned about 401ks and everything. I just got yelled at three weeks ago because I'm not contributing to a 401k yet. My parents scolded me. I'm like, I'm sorry. I can, see Duke. I can see Duke just looking at you. And oh, not my God. With his like, one oh, eyebrow fuck. raised. Yeah. Scary. It's like every time I see him, I'm always like, hey, Mr. Pandolfi, how are we doing? He's like, hey, John, how are you doing? And I'm like, all right, don't fuck me up. <laughs> Poor Danny. Could you imagine his position? But, we moved in as roommates, and my dad took him outside and was like, he didn't say, no fucking up in here. <laughs> but he, like, he gave him and Kyle like a stern talking to, and then we were dating like three months later. Poor Danny. He survived. <laughs> that is fucking funny, but... No, yeah, and maybe maybe I shouldn't have said curriculum per se, but at least like remember when we had uh, our guidance counselor or in something, high school, like, yeah, like, and, like like maybe a little more time with your guidance counselor to be like, hey, here's your options, or like like fall yeah. of senior year when I'm going to visit PT schools or like programs or schools that have PT programs rather. I was like at Damon, and they were talking about how like their PA program is already filled, and it was like the first week of October. So I always say that, like, the Mm -hmm. degree in healthcare that's the most cost-effective is going to make you, like, the most amount of money, shortest amount of time, is being a physician assistant. And people don't realize, like, you have to know what that is by, like, your sophomore to junior year 
high school just to be able to get into a program. And it's crazy. Did no, you know that? I didn't even know what a PA was till I tore my ACL the first time and had one. And then I was like, oh, I could have well, gone to school for this. And yeah, it'd be a different conversation. So like, yeah. So like looking back on that before we get into your ACL tear, um, would, would, is there anything that having that experience and going through that, uh, that you would look back and be like, oh, if I could do it all over again, I would do this instead of this. And like, what would you, obviously you wouldn't change anything you did because it's got you right. to where you are today. But like looking back, having a hypothetical conversation, what would you like, what would you do differently? I, like, I love, I really do love being a PT. I love that there's so many different like age groups and like types of diagnoses I can work with. Like, I feel like it's a very good education. However, it's very unrealistic to have to go to school for like six to eight years, depending on what your path is, graduate with your doctorate and literally like be paid dirt money. And it's like, oh, okay, yeah, pay off your loans. Good job. Good luck. It's just, it's not realistic. So I, I do have to say if I would go back and like consider the things that a 27 year old worries about at like 15, 16, 17, I would do what Phil said, like, I would go to nursing school, then go become an NP or even, like, a PA, something where it's financially more responsible, but you're, like, coming out making good money, like, right away. And it's not all about money, but at the same time, like, (laughs) loans exist. Well, no, you're right. Yeah, no, you're right. And I do think I would be, like, fulfilled with either of those careers where it's, like, oh, it's not just about money, like, you should love what you do. I do think I would like those things as well. So that's why I say, like, I would at least consider those paths if I were younger. Yeah, and I mean, you have, like, that's the thing, too, is that it's not necessarily about the money, but it does a little bit become about the money. When you have a life. You have a rent (laughs) to pay. Yeah, when you have, yeah, like, rent, groceries, like, fucking doing shit on the weekend, wanting to, you know, travel and have fun. Want to have an edible or two, like, shit. (laughs) (laughs) that can get expensive (laughs) a nice bottle of wine side note when i popped this bottle before we started the cork broke i was like screwing my like little bottle opener in and i was like oh my gosh a nice bottle of wine Mm -hmm. the cork is so much like easier to get the screw in and i'm trying to get it out and i broke the cork in half so i'm just not (laughs) meant to have nice things (laughs) The six dollar bottle of wine is more my. Uh, um, my can you hear me still? Um, <laughs> hang on, call you after, boy. <laughs> oh. oh. Uh, so, after, boy. <laughs> yeah. Was that boy with an eye? But uh, I heard it. <laughs> people that listen to this are gonna be like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" They're gonna be like, "This was the biggest." Risk <laughs> And they're like, hey, follow me on Instagram. Um, you, when you tore your ACL, you did, did you tear it back to back or was it separated? Oh, my God. Okay. So I always joke around that if it weren't for bad luck, mm-hmm. I would have no luck at all. So I tore my ACL on my left leg the, in preseason going into my senior year of high school. It was – I'm weird and I memorize, like, everything – So it was September 2nd, 2011, and (laughs) 
So then I obviously like couldn't play senior year, whatever. I didn't want to do surgery right away because it's my senior year. Like I'm trying to navigate my schedule and everything. So I, I had surgery in mid-November, rehab, the whole nine yards, whatever. And I wasn't even planning. Like I said, I never even thought about soccer, but especially like in college, but especially once you have an injury like that, last thing on my mind. And Ashley, you know, my BFF, she gives my number to the Duval coach who also happened to know my premier coach and asked him about me and whatever. My very first game back after rehabbing for like four months. I was about to say. Which is a very short time for ACL. (laughs) Yeah, like I rehabbed from what, mid-November to end of March. And so I had a little over four months, but still very short time for return to sport. Um, <laughs> he came out to watch me play and was like, yeah, and like just talking to me about it. And he's like, oh, you'll have to come for an overnight, whatever. And that's, and then that's ultimately how I ended up picking Duval was the fact that I could go to PT school, but also like play soccer. The soccer girls there were amazing, like had the best overnight ever. They didn't get me drunk because, you know, it's D3. It's not D1 where you want to get <laughs> everyone in by getting them hammered. Um, or probably also D2 with Mercerus. I don't know what you did with those poor children that would come see you. <laughs> Blind that bite. terrifies me. That honestly Blind terrifies me to think about. <laughs> Literally. That is so scary that there's recruits that go to Mercyhurst. Oh, my God. We'll get into that <laughs> Wait, are you, like, reversing no. to listen? No, I can't do that. So I just or remember you what you said. Yeah, so. Um, oh, that sucks. All right, so what you were saying before your ass got drunk. <laughs> I know. Seriously, Jesus. <laughs> two shots oh, of vodka. It's a Tuesday. <laughs> we were talking about my ACL tear. Oh, okay. Now okay, I remember. Relax, now relax. I'm back. I'm back. Three, okay. Two, Ready? One, it's going to go. start now. <laughs> so anyways, um, so tore the first ACL then, and then obviously, like, talked to the coach, loved my recruit or whatever, my visit, and wanted to go to Duval, so go to Duval, and obviously soccer season in college starts a lot sooner, so we moved into the dorms early, actually, so we could start preseason, and we did a, um, kind of like a preseason showcase, so still well before conference play, (laughs) and we're at the hotel, because this was in like, I don't know, somewhere in bumfuck, Ohio, and we're sitting, I can still see it clear as day, we're sitting in the hotel room, and I was like, Guys, it's the year anniversary of my ACL tear. Wouldn't it be funny if I tore my ACL today? Well, I said retore. Okay. I said retore. And I didn't retear my ACL. I tore the other <laughs> what one. What the fuck? <laughs> I know. So that was fun. So September 2nd, 2011 was my left ACL. And then September 2nd, 2012 was my right ACL. We're... After that, were Super you done fun with soccer? Time. Were you like, fuck this, I'm done? Or you were like, I'm still no. fine? I no, know. no, because I'm but... a psycho. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, waited for surgery because now I'm in college. So it's a semester that you have to worry about. So I scheduled surgery, I think it was like the Monday after exams or whatever, sometime around then. And rehabbed it again and went back. And then injured my knee again. (laughs) And that time, everyone thought I had a partial tear of my second surgery. 
So my doctor told me I couldn't play soccer and then, anymore. Uh, and I was yeah, devastated. Yeah, so like, obviously, like, I didn't go through it, but I know like a lot of people when they're done playing sports, they go through a little like depression because it's like, yeah. Oh, it was so bad. Yeah, I was because so you, sad. You play, like you've played your entire life. You played up all those years getting to that point, And then for it to just be like, just to be like gone right. like that, like quicker than you imagine it would be. Um, did you go through like a little dark phase because of that? I think so. Like, I think that it's hard to describe, like, because like I said, I didn't, I didn't plan on playing soccer in college. Like it was not even in the forefront in my mind, like nothing. So then to have the opportunity and like the girls that I played with, like they're literally my best friends to this day. It's the most bizarre group of humans I've <laughs> ever been paired with. <laughs> like, if you could picture me times twenty, that's exactly what my soccer team. I mean, everyone has their own different personality, but girls that are like just not not about the prissy shit. Um, so to to kind of have that ability to oh like I I guess I am still playing soccer I'm gonna go play soccer in college and then have these girls like be my best friends it made it so fun so to like have an MRI and a doctor be like no like you're like you're done with soccer that's it it's a wrap I was like what like it almost felt like someone was telling me like well you can't not like you not do this thing you've done your whole life but you don't get to hang out with your friends anymore like you don't get to do what they're doing after class it was like yeah, I felt um, for probably like a good month or so, because um, I transferred to Mercier's just to play lacrosse, like because and so like when that happened, right. with me getting the boot, that's how I felt. I was like, "Fuck!" Like, do I transfer again? Like, what do I do? Because I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> Can I play like, one more whole, time? My whole like schedule, my whole day, like everything re- like revolved around like doing something for lacrosse, and then like as soon as you're out of class, just to be like. Yeah, you could do whatever the fuck you want now, but I didn't really like know anyone else. Like, I was like, uh... right? Like, that's your. It's not just your sport; it's your identity. It's like what mm-hmm. you're doing. It it consumes so you... much of your time. Yes. But then I ended up getting surgery and literally told my doctor because at that point I knew more about the body and like I said I was in undergrad for PT school at the time so I kind of knew more the more I went I was like I think I have a meniscus tear and my meniscus is bothering me on top of my ACL so like before you go clean up my ACL can you just because I wasn't going to get surgery when my doctor told me like you most likely have a partial tear I'm not clearing you for soccer like like you're done with soccer they're like this is it I told him I was like well I'm not getting surgery again and he's like and that's fine but then I would run or like work out. I would do stuff and just my knee wasn't right. So I was like, okay, I need to get this fixed. So then when I made the decision to go in and get it fixed, it wasn't torn. And I was cleared for soccer. <laughs> and I played my senior year. So it was kind of like having that heartbreaking low. And then a year later, given like that second chance, almost like you're like a 15 <laughs> senior type thing. <laughs> going in for one more shot except it was my true senior year so it was kind of nice i i was getting one more um, little go at it with all my buddies now from from that experience are <laughs> you do you find it that you I don't, I don't know i'm trying to think of how i want to ask this like do you find that you're more into your job as a pt now and more involved because you went through that experience of like tearing something rehabbing it and it, it or no i don't even know if that makes any sense as a question 
Well, right now I work with old people, so not oh, so much okay. right well, now. I didn't know what to do. I just know PT, and <laughs> like, I'm just assuming sports. Currently, currently I am a geriatric okay. PT, so I, I work in the nursing home with the oldies. But when I have, like, a patient with a knee replacement, even then, like, I'll show them my scar and be like, dude, like, I understand. I had to be a patient, too. And usually once they see... Like, I'm always showing patients the scars. On my Look at it. Like, wow, like, that's cool. So you understand. <laughs> Look at this. Look at this shit. <laughs> like a war veteran. <laughs> you see what I've been through, you fucker? Get marching. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> but I think it's always good to kind of draw from my experiences being a quote-unquote patient. And I, like, because of doing travel, too. Like, I've, in the last year, done outpatient. I've had post-op ACL patients and it's just it's nice to kind of relate to the patients that way like yeah I know this sucks and I know I'm being a dick to you by making you move but not only am I coming at you from a PT with my knowledge I'm coming at you from like I used to be a patient so I get that it sucks like I don't just understand physiologically why it sucks I understand because I felt that pain but you got to get moving And a lot of times, like, I've never had someone be like, oh, just brush it off and not listen. Like, most of the time it helps get through to someone to be like, okay, like, she understands on that personal level, like, what I'm going through. So it usually pushes them to keep going or push it even further. Yeah. And then do you find from that that uh, it makes, obviously, the job's not easy, but, like, does it make it a little bit more enjoyable for you at least? Oh, yeah. Every time I have a knee patient, like when I'm doing outpatient or in the nursing home now, when I have a knee replacement patient, like I get so excited because I'm like, oh, my gosh, we're going to do this, this and this. Like when I was a patient, this is what I was I would do. It's like, again, I'm drawing off of not only my knowledge from PT school, but then the things that I went through, my experiences as a patient and like what really worked for me, what I enjoyed in rehab, what what got me moving to the next level it's it's kind of nice to have the experience even though obviously it sucked being an athlete but as a PT I feel like it's made me more excited to treat even athletes in general too or just someone with a knee whatever to be like hey I've been there too like I get it it just makes for a better almost PT patient who would who would be your uh (laughs) if you had one who would be your like uh not, not that you have dream patients, but like what athlete, if you got in the sports that would you, not that you would want to treat someone wishing them injury, but like, who would be, what, who would be a, oh, a so yeah, easy. who would be a uh, star strike <laughs> that would make you feel starstruck as a patient? Well, I feel like, you know, any of the major players on the national team right now, like those mm-hmm. are my girls. So, you know, Alex Morgan. Her ankles are all fucked up. Follow your girl. <laughs> She's always getting hurt. So, like, I got you if you need me, girl. Like, I got you. <laughs> you want to come to Buffalo, New York for some rehab? Like, I'm here. <laughs> but, like, anyone from the from the national team would be insane to rehab. Yeah. But then the pressure is also on. So then you'd be like, never mind. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing Alex Morgan. She's smoke. <laughs> <laughs> no you were uh... <laughs> hey the rumor was a few weeks ago that we we're gonna get zach ertz oh my god if we got julie ertz here in buffalo i i would faint are you big like fan <laughs> that's girl, my girl 
specifically her she was like a solid defender at one point we had the same number so i was like that's my bitch love her uh. <laughs> everyone always loves like oh like you know megan rapino alex morgan which love them too rose lavelle love her but julie Ertz, like we, <laughs> we go, go way, way back. back she just doesn't know it <laughs> she just doesn't what, know uh, you you also do pet travel pt right I used to because of COVID, that kind of shit. Is that that. something like different, or did you just get uh, tossed into it? Um, So basically, the way travel works is there's like a bunch of recruiting Mm -hmm. companies, so almost like headhunters, but specifically for uh, like healthcare professionals. So they'll deal with like PTs, OT, speech, nursing, like the whole the whole group. And you basically contact a company. So you have to like do your, you know, you have to do your homework, but you contact a company and you're like, Hey, I want to get into travel. Like, what do I have to do? And they give you all this information. It's so annoying to have to fill out. And then they ask you like, you know, are you licensed? What state are you licensed in? What are you looking to get into? And basically they teach you how to get licensed in a new state, whatever state you want to go to. Then they find jobs for you, <laughs> set up the interview, and it's usually a phone interview, and it's not like a real interview where you're at getting asked questions. It's more you're interviewing the job site, like, what's your hours? How many patients would I see? What documentation do you use? And then you know if you get the job or not. Within How many places day. have you been from uh, doing that? I only went to two because COVID killed travel last spring which was in the at the tail end of my second assignment so I actually got cut two weeks early I always joke around say it's the only job I've been (laughs) fired from but (laughs) we got our contract was ended early so I've been to Bowling Green Kentucky which is an hour north of Nashville so we we told our recruiter we want to get as close to Nashville as possible for our first assignment and that was was wild I mean, Bowling Green is very much like a college town. I always tell people that, like, whenever someone asks me, like, what the hell is Bowling Green? Yeah. So Bowling Green is basically, it looks like the village of Lancaster with, well, not village, but, like, you know, overall Lancaster with a decent-sized school there. And it's very close to Nashville, which was the closest we could get. Originally, we wanted to get in Tennessee, but we couldn't. So Kentucky is, like, the next best uh, thing. Mm Mm-hmm. But, bitch, let me tell you. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't work in Bowling Green. I worked in Horse Cave, Kentucky. (laughs) The fuck is that? Oh. (laughs) Horse Cave, Kentucky is 31 miles north of Bowling Green. Uh Uh-huh. In the fucking backwoods of nowhere. (laughs) It's literally, like, you get off a random exit and the one day me and Danny counted it, there were there were like 11 or 12 motels in this one exit in the five minutes that it took us to get from the exit to our location. And I think people use these motels as homes. Like, as apartments. <laughs> like, no tourists were staying there. And day one, Danny actually had to go into work before me, or like without me rather, because my contract got messed up. So I wasn't going to start till a Tuesday. And Uh he started on that Monday. And he gets home and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, how was it? How were your patients? And he just goes, 
my first patient was blue. I'm like, okay, like, she was sad? Was she low on oxygen? Like, what? Why was she blue? He goes, no. Like, the rehab manager warned me, like, whatever psychosis she had, well, this is the story we were told, was that she had a psychosis in which she thought bird mites were under her skin, so she rubbed a cream all over her body to kill the bird mites, and her whole body was blue. <laughs> like the blue man from uh, like, Big Fat Liar? <laughs> l- literally that color. Blue. The fuck? So I go, you treated a blue woman today? And he said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I probably should be laughing, but like, I can't help it. <laughs> no, it gets worse. It gets worse. So about like a month in it, because like every contract is 13 weeks. So we're about halfway through a contract and our rehab manager has off. So there is a a PT assistant in for the day to like treat his caseload and like help us out with treatments. And she treats the blue person (laughs) on lunch. We're all sitting there and in a little Southern accent, she goes, you know, my brother had told me that he'd done seen a blue person at the grocery store before, (laughs) but I thought he was just joshing me until today. And I was like, what? (laughs) So I'm like, oh, okay, is it common in this area that people use whatever cream this is, that she's turning herself blue? And the two locals in the room look at me and Danny and start laughing, and they go, what are you talking about? So Danny (laughs) proceeds to tell the story of what our rehab manager had told him. And they're laughing at us so hard, and we're sitting there like two dumbass Yankees. We're like, what are, like, what is funny? And they look at us, and they go, She's not blue because of a cream. Those are the blue people of Kentucky. And we're like, what are are you talking (laughs) about? I'm like, what do you mean? We are from Buffalo, New York. We don't have blue people. Like, what? (laughs) (laughs) And they proceed to tell us that, and this is Googleable. Everyone go on Google and look this up. There is a family that can be traced back, like, way back when, where there was a wife and a husband, not related, they had babies and they both had a rare genetic like mutation or whatever that was, is like recessive. So because they both had the recessive, some of their kids, like it showed up in their skin tone that they were blue. And it's like, because of their whatever, like it's called polyhemocytal, whatever, something cell related. I'm looking at it right now. It says Fugats. The yeah, Fugats the Fugates family. of Kentucky. Yeah, Fugates. It says the Fugates that live in uh, the hills of Kentucky, commonly known as Blue Fugats. I can't even fucking speak. Fugates or the Blue it's People a of Kentucky. <laughs> Fugats. <laughs> uh, uh, blue People of Kentucky are notable for having been carriers of a genetic trait that led to a blood disorder. Yeah, so it's like a blood disorder that like, it, it makes your skin appear blue. But listen to this shit. You ready? Mm-hmm. So the husband and wife aren't related, but they get cut off. Like they're in the hills of Kentucky. There's no transportation. Like the railroad was cut off or something. So they begin to reproduce through incest. That's <laughs> So incest like creates this little town where obviously like an incestuous pool. It's the same genetics. This blue trait <laughs> becomes more prevalent. And there are people who are blue. <laughs> because, <laughs> what? Because of incest. 
That's fucking outrageous. I didn't know that was a thing. Oh, it's I'm a thing. Lie. Until I Googled this, I thought you were just fucking. No, no. I was shook. <laughs> and not to create a HIPAA violation because I'm not saying her last name, so it doesn't even matter. The kicker of it all her first name is Ruby. <laughs> <laughs> it's a red color, but she's blue. <laughs> Only you would fucking laugh at that. Oh my! <laughs> As a person who loves art and colors and shit, that just that that really got me. The fact that she had a jewel toned name, but is not that color. It's a different color. You're fucked up. You're fucked up at the bar, and you're getting hit on by someone blue. <laughs> what do you do? What do you like? What do you do? Do you ask them? Do you I address think I was it? On- no, I think you I pretend? would with it. And I like, think... But the other thing is, I don't know why this rehab manager lied to us. Because he's talking about a skin cream. And this bitch's, like, scalp is blue. Like, her <laughs> eyes, where it should be white. It's, like, light, light blue. I'm like, everything about her is blue. Like, literally the song. You think, you think that's where the Blue Man group originated from? Maybe. I don't know. Probably maybe, not. That's a really stupid question. But Maybe they visited knows? Kentucky. I'm not sure. <laughs> oh my gosh what now <laughs> blue she's blue holy fuck I, I have no like words. a bunch of grown ass smurfs <laughs> <laughs> that are all related to each other yeah you ain't give me no fucking in that <laughs> you have a fucking man you want to um <laughs> now uh from being in kentucky was uh did was there any like how do i say this? was there anything about living in kentucky that like um that you never experienced before obviously outside of the fucking blue people but <laughs> that kind of like um made you want to explore more in any way shape or form or like opened you up to traveling or change your perspective on like how you view not people but like or no? I think that, like, well, A, the food. Obviously, like, southern food is next level. So being it's that close. Crack. Right. <laughs> being, it's legit crack. And, like, I love Kentucky so much because they're the most welcoming. Like, I don't mean to make fun of their blue people. I love them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a Yankee that can't wrap my head around it. But, like, when I tell you, the, our recruiter, she prefaced this assignment by saying, like, I love when new travelers go to Kentucky first because they are like down home people. They will take care of you. And like, when I tell you that the day one, these people were like, Oh, what food do you like? We'll write up a list of restaurants you should go to. Like these people take care of you. And it just, a made me realize how rude I am as a New Yorker. (laughs) Like people down there, you're walking down the street and they're like, hi, how are y'all? Like they're happy. (laughs) No, and I'm like, yeah. maybe it's the lack of vitamin D, but, like, if someone l- makes eye contact with me at home, I'm like, what are you fucking looking at? <laughs> <laughs> so, not only do I love the food down there, but the people, it's just, like, next level nice, where when you're from the, the north, you are not used to that at all. No, no. It's very much Especially... like uh, everyone is your neighbor. Everyone cares for you and looks out for you type feel, which is really cool. That's how um, when we were in Nashville, that's my my buddy Mark from Boston. We were in an Uber and he he was obviously he has a hard like, Boston accent. So whenever yeah, yeah. you hear someone 
whenever he hears someone with an accent, he freaks out. Like, it's the funniest thing to him. <laughs> and <laughs> we got into the Uber, and this lady's like, how y'all doing? He's like, oh, my fucking God. Yeah, holy shit. <laughs> and she was like, I was, I was in the back seat trying so hard not to bust out <laughs> laughing because she's just like, uh, she's like, what's y'all name? And he's like, uh, Mock. And- Mock. <laughs> it's a nice like, car you got. Like- My name is Mock. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like it sounds like you're straight out of a movie <laughs> but like overall like those people to your point though like it's kind of like you feel like not a, not like it's a cult but like you're like yo why like you're accepted immediately you're accepted yeah. and liked immediately and it's like what like you can do no wrong down here except be rude no. <laughs> exactly like are you about to fuck me up you're trying to like get me in just to, like what is going on which it's funny but, also uh, in in kentucky they thought we had accents because i'm like we're from buffalo like yeah our, our vowels are a little hard but, like we don't have accents they thought we were from canada and i was like what that is like um, we're very close yeah. so it's interesting that they hear like canada but then when we hear canadians speak we're like no <laughs> like there's a distinct no, accent there <laughs> Mark, uh, the one time we were, we were driving around, I, I forget where we were, but we were driving, I think we were going to work actually, and my aunt called me, and Mark was crying laughing at how she was talking, and he was just like, he said the same thing, he's like, you, Buffalo people sound like Canadians, but he was just like, it's kind of like the long O and the long A. Which is weird, something. because like, their vowels are so different from ours when you hear like, about, like, like no, yes. I don't, yeah. I don't talk like that. <laughs> <laughs> a boot <laughs> a boot but uh, but then those fucking like from pennsylvania down they're like lincoster and i'm like what no lancaster that's how they say, in, say those a's uh right right i think it's like right next to dublin maybe in ohio like right outside columbus they have what in the hell lancaster. what is with columbus ohio and having like a bunch of european and and different country names as their like towns <laughs> I have no idea. I don't understand. Columbus is actually kind of lit, though. <laughs> kind of, yeah, for sure. Kind of, yes. kind of. Like there's a kind of, yes, but I've... it's not like necessarily right in the city. There's some part. There's some suburbs that are actually wait like, is... more lit than the city. What um is Ohio State in Columbus? Yes. Okay, so then I went to Columbus for a Kenny Chesney concert at the Matt Free okay. Stadium, and like when at we're the driving, what stadium? Matt Free. Maffrey, uh, that might be, M-A-P-F-R-E? is that where the Columbus F-R-E? crew play? I'm pretty sure. What? Is that where the Columbus crew play? Yeah, yeah, but they, I think, are gone. I don't think they have a soccer team anymore. No, they don't, but, uh, my grandparents have lived there, fuck, for, like, 15 years But, yeah, now, that so. was their, that was their stadium. It was, like, a soccer stadium. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. But on the way there, it's, like, Dublin, Jamaica, like, all these different countries, like, names, I'm, like, you're Ohio. Stop trying to be something else. <laughs> like you still <laughs> well, suck. They, they uh they have a Lancaster down there, but they don't pronounce it Lancaster. Do they say Lancaster? Lancaster? That's the worst thing yes. I've ever heard. Oh my god, that's so Ohio. <laughs> but uh when you're driving but, down um, south, like when you're going to Kentucky or to, like Nashville and Tennessee, like having to go through Ohio is the worst part. I'm like, oh fuck this state again. Jesus Christ. Is that how you feel about Pennsylvania, too? Yes, because you got to get through Erie to get to everything else down south. I fucking hate it. So we're sitting in the country. Which leads me to the million-dollar question. Yeah, we we did, like, our roundabout. We're coming our way back to Mercyhurst. (laughs) (laughs) We're coming home. For some of my friends that, obviously, like, they listen to 
each episode. I appreciate all of you and you know who you are. Also, I'm um, not going, I'm the worst friend ever. I've listened to like one and a half. I, it, but you, I don't, you, honestly, I don't. I try so I hard. Like, I try so hard. Yeah, but I don't, I don't, I don't, like, that's the thing. Like, I don't, if no one listened, I don't care because I'm um, just doing this just to But also your friends that on. make clothes, whatever, which, whatever girl that was. Who? I don't know. She makes clothes. Uh Oh, Kelsey? I don't know, but her page was fire. And I was like, oh, where can I buy this? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had her on the podcast, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So tell podcast. her we'll be in touch. <laughs> okay. I'll I'll text her right now, actually. Okay. Because, which I'll give her a little shout out because she texted me. I didn't respond to her text yet. And she just said, "Who? guess who got who? I can't even speak. Guess who got their motherfucking job back? So. Oh, like COVID caught and it came back? <laughs> yeah, like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like thriving. Um, Oh, yeah, so I need you to answer the million-dollar question that you'll probably get a lot of people laughing at you for <laughs> since, you're, since you're an outsider. Um, what? Bitch, you're an outsider, too. It, no, I went to school there. Okay, either it. way. You're not from there. <laughs> you fucking area. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest city in the world. But I hate it. If, what is your What was your experience at Mercier's like? Go. Scary. <laughs> like truly terrifying were you expecting it to be that crazy no i was scared what were you expecting okay first of all again coming from a tiny school in buffalo at duville not dudeville like we our parties were not it was like the same people you knew it was like a party in high school like it wasn't anything uh-huh. and again i didn't know anyone because it was your school but like it was weird <laughs> How weird you talking? Well, first of all, let's let's start it with this. It was right after soccer season had ended, my senior year, and it was my first year of PT school. In gross anatomy, like very tough class. You're cutting open the body. You got to study everything. You got a lot of exams, and it was what I think I came to see you on a Friday because I remember I had late yeah. dissection. I had late dissection on a Friday night, and I came home. I got into my what was it again? What did you call it? Handles and pajamas? <laughs> oh, handles and pajamas. No, uh, flannels and handles. Flannels. It was just like a, yeah, it was just like, we were sick of always having house parties. So we're like, why don't we try, like, kind of have like a theme to it just to make it a little bit fun. And we stumbled upon, I can't even a speak plus. again. Um, hop, 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 hop. <laughs> but we, <laughs> we stumbled across flannels and handles. So it was literally like, everyone has to bring at least a bottle um, of liquor or split a handle with someone then you just have to wear a, a, a flannel but yeah so that's where things went awry in, <laughs> yeah it turned into fucking the armageddon <laughs> <laughs> so i get home from late dissection i'm like oh like i'm going to a school that is a little bit bigger a little bit more fun like this is exciting so i get into my little flannels and handles outfit and i get in my truck and drive what was it like an hour and a half I also yeah, did, yeah. like, a cool 93 from Buffalo to Erie every single time. I'm pretty sure everyone does It's that. scary. There's, like, no cops there. Um, get to Erie. And I got there pretty early still. Like, even though I had late dissection, I think we might have ended early that night or something where I was still in Erie by, like, 8. <laughs> and it's just you and your roommates. And I, I roll up with my fucking gross anatomy flashcards. And I'm like... 
I'm going to study for a little bit. Your roommates looked at me like I had four heads. They were like, what are you doing? And I was like, <laughs> Colin was so I confused. was like, these are flashcards. <laughs> <laughs> Colin was so confused. <laughs> they were like, what is that? They're like, what's a nerve? Because <laughs> I was studying the muscles. So I was doing like, you know, or for all my healthcare people, origin, insertion, action, and innervation. And your roommates were confused. <laughs> and I was like, oh no, where am I? <laughs> I'm not at a school, a real school anymore. Like, this is scary. It's not real it's school. It's not. No. Those are degrees in partying and playing sports. That's what your degree is in. So after getting mm-hmm. ripped on for studying my flashcards for about 45 minutes, then we went to the liquor store to buy our handles. And I'm pretty sure I bought, like, Jim Beam Apple or some fruity bullshit. <laughs> Proceeded to drink the whole thing myself throughout the night. <laughs> Colin was so taken back. He was like, where the fuck is this girl? Like, what, what hole did this girl crawl out of? <laughs> and then I definitely threw up in your driveway about three quarters of the way through my bottle. Just stumbled right back in like everything was fine. <laughs> it's kind of scary that I, I felt like I fit right in at that scary uh, city. Well, it's nuts because... And then like, the two everyone... weekends later, I came and I like made Justin hit the ground. I don't even know. <laughs> I know. I got to get him on here because uh, I think he's out of, I was just telling, um, was it, I just saw Nate and Amanda mm-hmm. and all of them. And I was just telling, I was just telling Nate that out of, I love Nate. I just went to his met, house a couple I, months ago. Yeah, he's got a nice It's house. so cute. And, um, oh, it's so cute. I was, um, I was just telling Nate and Amanda, I honestly think that Justin might be the funniest kid. Funniest person. Like Ever. when I, which is so funny because I'm pretty sure they won the exact same award in, award in high school, like the seniors. What are they called? Senior superlatives or whatever. Um, yeah, he won teachers night. Like my mom has the most vivid memories, <laughs> Allie J and of Justin. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure the one, uh, the one Fourth of July tent. My mom picked me, Justin, Nate up from like Route 78 to go downtown or uh, down to the village and Justin is sitting in the front seat I didn't even get the front seat with my own mother and she brought pizza for us to eat so he's eating pizza and hitting on my mother in the front seat <laughs> on the way to the <laughs> village like, of Lancaster he's... he's like what you doing tonight Charles <laughs> like Justin <laughs> stop speaking <laughs> yeah it's it's funny too so be like what's Justin up to that's he came up with you <laughs> <laughs> that time he came up with you was a, a shit show and Colin was that was crying. scary was oh my like, god he, he was, was a scary like, combination. he was like never bring this kid back <laughs> he was like never bring this kid back to Erie <laughs> wait I'm just having a memory like I said I have a scary memory on our drive up I was like doing well over the speed limit and he's like oh like it says we're gonna get there in X amount of minutes and I'm like well, I'm doing this speed limit, so I'm cutting down, like, this amount of time. We'll actually probably get there in this amount of minutes. And he stares at me, and he goes, how'd you figure that out? So suddenly, <laughs> my truck turns into math class while I explain to him <laughs> how to do miles per hour over distance when uh, you're going above 60. <laughs> and he, he acted like I was a wizard. I'm like, oh, Justin, I love you. <laughs> 
I know. I gotta get him. I gotta get him on here because when I texted him, I was like, "Hey, I'm like, you got any uh, got any interest in having on a podcast?" And he's like, "Oh, for you, uh, DSJ, I got you." <laughs> but you know, DSJ know, stands for, and I'm not repeating it. <laughs> I'm not repeating it here. He's like, he's like, uh, he's like, you need a spicy episode from the boy. Spicy I'm episode. Like, yeah. Do you remember when I saw the video of him riding the bull in that one bar? downtown first of all i'm saying downtown with quotations in downtown erie uh bourbon barrel that place closed now (gasps) oh tough you hate to see it taco shut the fuck up Um, my neighbor no my neighbor's dog his name is taco and he's barking up a storm (laughs) (laughs) oh fuck well i mean it's been it's been good talking mm-hmm. to you. I mean, we're get, we're pretty much we've been on here for a, a hot, hot minute, and I don't even think I don't even think this episode. No, makes it, sense it does not so make a single ounce of sense, and it goes from 2012 no. to 15 back to I don't even know when. <laughs> what it, it makes it's sense. Been to a us, ride. So that's all yep. matters. But so um, a couple questions for you, and before we wrap it up, so based so if you were. If if you had someone that was coming up to you and was just like, "Hey Rachel, like I'm thinking about getting into PT," I know you kind of already touched on it a little bit. Like what, like what would you tell them to, um, to do based on things that obviously we talked about earlier? You looking back that you were like, "Oh, I wouldn't do this. I wouldn't do that." What what would you say? Oh, okay. So it's <laughs> it sounds bad that I'm shitting on my profession because I really love what I do, but I would honestly advise against it. And the only reason I'm saying this is not because it's a bad career. It's because like I've talked about earlier with financially, like when you go to school, I don't know whose parents, like if you're bougie, great for you, but I don't know whose parents, (laughs) I don't know whose parents can afford paying for their kid to go to six to eight, potentially eight years of college with half of that being like higher level tuition like, I, I don't know, the amount of debt that everyone has to take on at some point is just, it's too high compared to the income that you're getting in where it's just not feasible to, to have that debt to income ratio where I would say, you know, if you want, want to do healthcare, like there's a bunch of different things in healthcare that it's what I call a little more bang for your buck. So I honestly would say, just think about it. I'm not saying don't do it. But I'm saying think about it and, and do your research. Then, <laughs> yes, that's what I was waiting for you to say. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't laugh like that. <laughs> you know, people are going to be like, this girl is fucking I out there. <laughs> but, but I like it, though, because that's, that's, that's just you right. and you. If you actually, if you weren't a psychopath like the way you are, I probably would. You'd probably be like, um, I'm never posting this ever. <laughs> No, I just I wouldn't even have you on. Here. I ended up not burping as much as I and, thought I was going to. I was burping so much earlier when we were talking. I know you also actually you actually haven't swore as much. As oh I my god, I noticed too. that too. I was like, wow, I swear like a sailor every day. I really kept it in. Uh, uh, the, I do uh, think my my now, only f bombs I've dropped is talking about Erie, Pennsylvania, and that just that's par for the course. so um and then obviously like i didn't get to touch on it with you and i didn't talk about it but if outside of that if someone was saying hey rachel i'm going to pt school like what advice do you have um because i'm a student athlete as well like what is your advice on like being able to manage both school and athletics i think the biggest thing is 
knowing that you're responsible for something outside of your sport, which I think like it's easier to say as a D3 athlete because it's just, it's a lot less rigorous for sure. But like, I think sometimes people that are maybe D2 or D1 athletes, they get clouded in like, I'm going to college for this. Well, if you know you're going for something higher level past your sport, you have to be a bit more responsible. So my senior year of soccer, I was working at Wegmans as a cake decorator. How embarrassing. Um, as a cake decorator for like 20 hours a week. And I was in my first semester of PT school and, you know, having three-hour practices a night. Like you have to be able to do time management and be responsible about what comes first. So obviously that means uh-huh. taking your flashcards to Mercyhurst and studying a little bit before you get fucked up. <laughs> I think, not to cut you off, I'm pretty sure, because I know Colin listens to these, I'm pretty sure, because he, he texts me about them sometimes, but I'm pretty sure <laughs> he told me, he's like, uh, when I told him you were coming back for the second time, but you were coming with Justin, he's like, is that, it? he goes, that's the bitch with the flashcards? Fuck yes, it is. <laughs> But that's the thing, like, there would be times my, I can remember I had friends on the soccer bus who would take pictures of me where I have fallen asleep in the seat on the bus standing, or uh, sitting up rather, with my flashcards in hand because I'm studying on the bus, not just listening to music or watching whatever movie's on or just hanging out with everyone because that is your responsibility is you have to be a student first, but it's totally doable, like. I remember there were times I would get off a, a midweek game and I would go to open lab in gross anatomy and I'm there and literally in my Jersey with a scrub top over it, my soccer cleats and my soccer shorts. <laughs> like, so my classmates are like, what are you doing? And like, I literally just came from a game, but I got to study. So here I am. You have to be dedicated. Ew, to you both. even fucking, your nasty ass didn't even nope. shower. I don't fucking care. I'm going there to impress dead bodies. No, thank you. Nope, I'm not. I'm there to I'm there to study. It sounds fucked up. But there is literally when you're in a gross anatomy lab, you are in there with twelve dead bodies in metal coffins. You think I'm changing out of my soccer shit to go study for an hour? No. Not Uh, if I was in that class. Do you remember in Bad Boys 2 when they're doing the drug raid at the morgue and <laughs> he goes to touch the dude's lip and his fucking head falls oh. off? And he, he's like, eh. That would be eh. me if I was in that class. Yeah, it it takes an adjustment <laughs> or two to get used to the gross anatomy. And then when those people were coming in, he's like, he's like, you really had to hop in there with them big ass <laughs> That's fucked up. You see, you see a lot of shit in gross anatomy. I'm not going to lie. It's a little scary. So, all right, and the last question before I let you go is if I've asked everyone, I think I'm starting to ask everyone this. I say that every time. I probably sound fucking stupid, but whatever, (laughs) I don't care. Um, If you were to meet your younger self today, and the oldest you are is 18, but you could be younger, obviously, and you were to have a conversation with your younger self, what would you tell your younger self about all the experiences you've had in life, the lessons you've learned, or just things you've done? What what conversation would you have and Bruh. leave yourself with that advice? Sorry. There okay, it is. Yep, there, there it is. Go. I'm surprised it took there that it long. Is. There's the burp. <laughs> there <you go>. <laughs> <laughs> so anytime, anytime I try to ask you like a serious question, you do something so fucking immature. <laughs> okay. First of all, that's not for you to figure out. That's for a therapist to figure out. <laughs> no, but I, I think it's funny. Uh, all right, why, I'm sorry. So the question is, advice I'm giving. Um, 
to younger me. Yes, and not even advice. Or what do I have yes, to not say? Not even, not even. If you were to meet your younger self, what would you tell your younger self, like, um, to carry with you going forward? To life? not give a shit so much. <laughs> and and you aspect? know that I'm already someone who like mm, I'm not um, not prim and, and proper and whatnot, but. I think no. just like in all aspects, like there would be times where I would be freaking out over an 89 in geometry in high school. And it's like, who fucking cares? You want to know the next time you're going to do a proof? Never, never. Just, you know, there was a lot of times where I think I would put a lot of pressure on myself for school or for whatever social interaction or, oh, you made yourself look weird in that instance. Like, who fucking cares? Because you don't remember half of it anyways. And second, it doesn't doesn't affect your your life in the grand scheme. So the people that care so much about what they think or what they do or, oh, my God, I got this bad grade. Like, there there were times where I got, I remember my worst test grade in PT school, I think was like a 58. It's like you could have showed up and, and just circled random questions and got a 58. Like, that was bad. And I was stressing out. There would be so many times where I'd stress out and be like, I'm not going to pass. I'm going to fail out. I'm going to like all this abnormal pressures that you're putting on yourself for no reason. Because if you put in the time, you put in the effort, you'd be the kind of person you know you're supposed to be. It's going to work out. So that's that's my uh, tidbit for younger me is to not stress or worry so much about about the small stuff. And I thought about one more question while yeah. you were saying that because so that it actually pertains to both of us because we both are this way. You're actually more this way than me. Not saying it's a bad thing because I love it, but you are the type of person that um, doesn't give a fuck what people think, has no filter, <laughs> and if something needs to be said, you'll Ooh. fucking say it, and you don't care who it's said to. However, though. Little little disclaimer there for anyone listening that's like okay, like she's like, a whatever. bitch. Um, yeah, is that you? You're very like I'm not even getting sentimental with you, but you are a uh, you're you you have a big heart, so you care about people a lot. But in the sense of like not giving a fuck and just being real all the time, do you? Um, what is your thought about like having people like that surrounding yourself with people like that? Because I find as though that like. A lot of my like closer friends, like like you, Megan, and like um, a bunch of the boys from Mercyhurst, they are all like that. But at the end of the day, it's like you know they're all like the type of people that are like ride or die. Where like if you ever need them, they're gonna be there for you. And I find that a lot of people that are that way are some of the most loyal people. So like if that's something you can comment on, what is your oh, thought? Oh, absolutely. On that? Like I will. Like, there are times where I'm, I always talk to my friends, like, I'm not a hugger. My one joke with, uh, I have a very good couple family friends where, like, I'm, I'm friends with the brother, the sister, very close with the parents. And our joke is, oh, I'm sending you guys one-armed hugs because, like, I'm not even a a touchy-feely person enough to to give a full embrace. Like, I, I give a one-armed hug. But when it comes to people that are like, so, oh, the people that will, will love on you and, you know, say all the things you want to hear, that's not always the person that's really, truly in your corner. The person that may be unfiltered and say, hey, you're being a fucking asshole, but 
I love you and I support you. I'm going to be here for you. Those are usually more of the ride or dies, the people that aren't afraid to give you their true opinion. It may suck sometimes when you don't want to hear it, but those are the Mm -hmm. people that I think will benefit you in the long run because it's real no matter what it is, whether it's good or it's bad. It is real, and that's what gets you to the most authentic point in your life. I'm not saying I'm the tits by being that way. I'm just saying that's the way I think. So that's (laughs) the way I portray myself. Like, I'm not going to give someone a fucking hug five days out of the week. But when they do something amazing, I'm like, you're the tits. When they do something stupid, I'm like, why are you a fucking idiot? But at the end of the day, I feel like (laughs) that's what gets you to the most authentic stage in your life and the most real you can be and the most honest you can be with yourself. And to have people that are around you that are the most honest with you is ultimately what is, I think, the most beneficial for your life. In other words, we don't have time for no fake assholes. (laughs) (laughs) You're a fucking psycho. (laughs) My dog, I love love you. um, Wait, how old are you in seventh grade? For me? Oh, fuck. Um, Seventh grade's 2007, so... Dude, I don't, I don't know that fucking math. Oh, well, no, no, no. Hang on. I'm going to sound like an idiot. So, 2012, I was 18. So, take five years off of that. I was 13. Yeah. Right? No? So, this is like, like, this is 14 years of friendship. Like, this is some real shit. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Also, too, we're the type of friends where uh, I, I could go a fucking whole year without talking to you. And the second I see you, oh, it's right. right where we like, I don't, like I said, we don't say hello. We say, we text each other with movie quotes and that's yeah. how a conversation starts. Or like, I won't hear from, we won't hear yeah. from each other in four months and then you'll call me and we'll talk for an hour and a half. And that's just the way life is. A hundred percent. So, but yeah, I, uh, I appreciate you doing this and um, go fuck yourself. Honestly, <laughs> I've been waiting to say that the whole time. So go fuck yourself. All right, so, but I love you, but go fuck yourself. All right, <laughs> all right we got it.